Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nations, the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. My name is Mike Brown. Thank you all so much for taking some time to hang out with me here tonight on Spotify Live to talk about all things Houston Rockets. Not sure. We have our first speaker of the night, Jeremy. Jeremy, welcome to the show, my man. How are you? Jeremy going once, Jeremy going twice. Mr. Banana. Hello? Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome to the show tonight. Uh, we anticipate a uh, very fun show this evening talking about all things Houston Rockets as we do here at SB Nation's The Dream Take. Uh, we've got some topics to discuss tonight. We have got all things Patrick Beverly ending up in the Lakers. We have got Chet Holmgren to talk about this evening. Um, it looks like there's a couple rumors about a guy named Daniel Oturu uh, that I want to talk about tonight. Uh, so we are uh, we're open phone lines here at the Dream Take. Um, we publicized tonight that we were going to do a way too early talk on all things 2023 NBA draft. So we'll get into that. But let's get to the biggest topic at hand. And if you guys would like to join the show tonight, again, it is open phone line Thursday. Hit that request to speak button as I am flying solo for the second time this week. Uh, so I invite you to hit that request to speak button. If there's literally anything that you would like to talk about on tonight's show, it is wide open. So Let's get to the topic at hand. Patrick Beverly ending up in Los Angeles with the Lakers. Very interesting move by the Los Angeles Lakers, most notably because Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly literally hate one another. So you have to ask yourself, with this type of move, is this the type of move that would signal that the Lakers are close to moving on? from one Russell Westbrook and that $612 million a year that he makes? Um, I think that's a very fair question to ask. Now, they did end up getting Patrick Beverly for Stanley Johnson and Taylor Horton Tucker. People will remember Taylor Horton Tucker as the guy that was very heavily sought after in multiple NBA circles. A uh, little surprising that the Lakers were willing to give up on Taylor Horton Tucker for Patrick Beverly. I actually like this deal a lot for the Los Angeles Lakers. People who are familiar with the Houston Rockets are familiar with Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly is on my all-time top 10 favorite Houston Rockets. And it's because Patrick Beverly is 
everything that is right about basketball. And I'm not talking about just on the NBA level. I'm talking about on any level. If you're going to be a successful team, you have to have a guy like a Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly is the type of guy that does not back down from anybody. And that's exactly what the Lakers are. I'm not going to say that's exactly what the Lakers are missing, but the Lakers are missing a guy with some nad. Like Anthony Davis is as soft as Charmin. LeBron James, phenomenal player. I'm going to say the second greatest rocket or rocket second greatest pure basketball talent of all time. He's not better than Michael Jordan. I don't care what anybody says. LeBron James and Michael Jordan are in two different weight classes. Michael Jordan is in a class by himself. That's just a fact, the way I see it. I I may not be right, but there's a lot of people that would agree with that sentiment, that Jordan is by himself, and then you talk about guys like LeBron, Kobe, Magic Johnson, you know, all those different types of cats, all-time guys. But guys like Patrick Beverly can help you win games. Like, if you're the Lakers, this, to me, Give it up on Taylor Horton Tucker. I think he hit his ceiling a couple of years ago. But this is the perfect opportunity for the Lakers to get better at the bottom line. So the Lakers got better. The Jazz are planning to do God knows what this year. So grading that trade, I would give the Lakers a B for that trade. For the Jazz, I would give it like a B minus. I actually think this is a situation where both teams ended up benefiting from this type of deal. Sean says Lakers first practice with LeBron trying to keep the peace. I, I mean, in a fight, I'm taking Patrick Beverly over Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook plays, you know, finesse ball at this point, and Beverly doesn't. You know, Be- Beverly just continues to try and earn his spot on a night in, night out basis. So, Let's move to another piece of news this week. And if you're one of these Rockets fans that is so enamored, and and if you would like to talk about this, you hit that request to speak button. I will literally bring you right up on stage. We can talk about this. The, The camp of let's just hoard as many draft picks as humanly possible and see how they work out over the next seven to 10 years. That camp took a hit this week. Because Kevin Durant made nice with the Brooklyn Nets. He's going back to the Nets. Most notably because after his trade demands fell totally flat. Because the Nets were never going to trade Kevin Durant. If you follow NBA circles at any point, you would know that the Rudy Gobert trade totally threw this entire trade machine out of whack because now teams are going to look at, and deservingly so, Rudy Gobert goes for five first-round picks. Kevin Durant should go for 20 first-round picks. And that's not hyperbole. That's not me trying to just spew, for lack of a better term, bullshit of, I mean, that's legitimate. Like, Kevin Durant is a game changer. Rudy Gobert has shown, Rudy Gobert is not a game changer. Minnesota was so desperate to make a splash move that they're willing to give up 
five first-round picks for a guy that has shown not once, not twice, not three times, multiple times that he is not playable in the playoffs, at least from what his current team tried to do. Now, does that say that it's not going to work in Minnesota? I've been quoted on this show twice before as saying, I love the move for the Timberwolves because I love the aggression of the move. I love how they gone to, they go to their fan base and they reflect a desperate mindset. They're saying, you know what? In today's NBA, we could not make it work with the guys that we had. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell. Those guys were not enough to win big in today's NBA. So what they did was they went out and they got a defensive player of the year to put next to Carl Anthony Towns and to play alongside Anthony Edwards. Do I believe that that move is going to work? No, but I love the aggression by the Minnesota Timberwolves front office. And that's what I want to see in the Rockets front office in the years to come. And not only in the years to come, I wish that they would employ that now. Because, and look, prayers up to Chet Holmgren. There was a tweet today by a uh, local beat writer. I'm not going to name his name. People probably saw it on Rockets Twitter, who had a pretty insensitive uh, tweet about how the Rockets' third pick is just looking that much better uh, as a direct correlation to the Rockets got lucky by not drafting Chet Holmgren. On the, new, on the day that the news drops about Chet Holmgren being out for the year, it's just wrong. Like, keep that type of opinion to yourself. Rockets fans knew what he was saying when he said that, but I'll go ahead and say it. Brian T. Smith was the one that said that on Twitter. I think it's a really bad look by Brian T. Smith to go out there and say, oh, the Rockets third pick is looking that much better. The dude's a clown, okay, for that tweet. I actually like Brian T. Smith a lot. You don't do that on the day that the guy comes out and says, you know, that he's out for the year. So bad look by him. But the thing I want to talk about is, and I see some pretty familiar faces in the room right now, so very cool. But And if you want to talk about what I'm talking about right now, you hit that request to speak button, I bring you up on stage, and we chop it up. But why I bring this up today when the news like a Chet Holmgren is, the Rockets have got the nice start of a team that I think can compete, not this year, I wouldn't even say next year, but the life cycle of these guys is short-lived. And we bring up a good friend of the show, Ryan, that injuries are literally a play away. And I'm of the opinion, and I've seen this multiple times today, why is Chet Holmgren playing in this type of game today is ridiculous. Or he was playing in it in this week. Shame on the Oklahoma City Thunder for not having more control over their blue chip prospect. Your take on that, Ryan. So I just want to just, you know, get pros up to Chet Holmgren, just speed recovery. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, he looks really good in the G League and the Summer League. And then this happens. It's just, it's insane how fast that can change. And it happened as, remember, it happened as Zion, too. So we're familiar, familiar, familiar with this. Yeah. But um, going back to the 
Durant news. Um, now, since Durant is sticking around for the foreseeable future, if the Brooklyn Nets happen to just do good this season, does that hurt the Rockets' draft or no? Oh, it absolutely hurts. It does hurt them. You know, you, you, well, no, I mean, because the Rockets draft extra draft capital, if you will, is directly tied to the performance of the Nets. And if Durant's going to be there for the next three or four years, which I think he's going to be because he has a contract. That's the thing. You know what? Good for the Brooklyn Nets who have a guy under contract and say, you're under contract. We're not moving you. Like, good for Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, who said, I don't care if you want to whine and complain and say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to show up. Then we ain't going to pay you, big bro. Like, bro, bro, we are not paying you if you don't play Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant was like, okay, well, I would like my 40-plus million-dollar contract. Mm-hmm. You know? And that was the thing, is that whether you like James Harden as a Houston Rocket or not, and there's a lot of people that didn't, I would much rather be a team with a James Harden versus a team like this. Like, if you ask, if you ask any sort of Rockets fan, like, I'll ask you, Ryan, would you rather have a James Harden who had definitely taken a step back 100% or this team who has been the worst team in the league for two years in a row? Like, what do you mean as a step back? Like, like his game, like his... Yeah, like he, like he definitely took a step back as a player. He was not the same player, obviously, the last year and a half of him being a Rocket. Right. But right now, if you still had James Harden as a Rocket, he would still be able to attract some semblance of a decent level enough roster around him to flirt with being oh. a playoff team. It's no question. I would definitely still take the Harden that there is today. I would still... And this is... Yeah. Not even a debate. Yeah, and I see my, my very, very good buddy Ryan Davis in the room right now. He was as big a, as a Harden hater as there was out there, and I don't blame him because Harden as a rocket, and I'm going to bring it back to the news of today about Chet Holmgren, and I promise, but the news about Kevin Durant going back to Brooklyn sets back the Rockets in their their mindset, right, of – I would much rather be a fringe playoff team because of teams like Oklahoma City and Boston, right? Like Boston is just now settling in on those assets and getting them to where they actually want to be long-term. It only took them eight years. I'm not waiting around, Ryan, and and the rest of you guys listening to the show right now. I'm not waiting eight years for this Rockets team to be a contender. I'm not doing it. What if it doesn't take eight years? What if it takes? We're in, we're in the third year or third third year. You're in the third year in this upcoming year. They're not going to contend this year, so we're nearly halfway there on that eight year timeline. I mean, mm-hmm. I, do, you know, realistically, right? Look at the way that this team is constructed right now. You and everybody else in the room right now. I ask you, what do you love about this Rockets roster right now? What are the pieces that you love, that you are in love with long-term, they're going to be here beyond five years? As in, you mean, you mean players, so... Um, you mean play, players or coaches? Who's going to be here in five years? I'm going to say Shengun will be there. Ugh, okay. I don't you don't want that? 
As what, though? Like, that's my point, is what is Shangun? He's... And and the thing is, Ryan says you would sacrifice another year to get the next superstar-level player for the next 10. Okay, so it's a great point. They've sacrificed now two years in a row, and they haven't ended up with the best player in the draft. Now, I take that back. We don't know about this year. Jabari Smith could be the best player in this year's draft. But in last year's draft, they didn't get the number one pick. In this year's draft, they didn't get the number one pick. That's my problem with tanking, is that it's not a guaranteed thing. And you are one fluke play away from being in a world of trouble, i.e. Chad Holmgren in Oklahoma City. Yeah, so... You're right. I get there's. I mean, we don't know who's going to be here. I mean, we, I, I, like, like we were saying, remember the last episode, we were, question, we were even questioning Steven Silas. So there could be a whole new coaching staff in the next five years, for all we know. I hope so. So, and then. I mean, I, I hope so. And then going. So, we, so as far as the Durant thing goes, what? So we can even. So we know Durant's going to play. We don't know about Kyrie, and we definitely don't, can't. Uh, trust that Ben Simmons will play either knowing his fake injury news and all his drama and so on and so forth. So what if it, what if it doesn't pan out? Well, if it doesn't, then, you know, all of a sudden the Rockets look that much better. You know, they're in a much better spot draft wise. You know, you look at next year's draft, which is what we said we were going to do tonight. The obvious blue chip prospect in next year's draft is Victor Wenbanyama, Right. He's, what is he, seven foot, he's seven foot three, plays the center. He's long been considered the, the golden chip of next year's draft, right? But we know now, but we know now that those, those taller guys are more injury risks. No, no, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I wanted Chet to get hurt. You don't want anyone to get hurt ever, but you know, it's just that they're risky. They're very risky. Well, I mean, yeah, it's very risky. And Sean points out, still rather have the current collection of young players instead of just Harden and no other viable paths to contention. Um, it's, a, it's a good point. It's a good point by Sean. I, I just look at this, and, and Jeremy and I have talked about this in the past, and we're going to continue to break down the roster as we get closer. You know, there was news this week that came out that the Rockets are, you know, are probably going to keep Boban Marjanovic as a part of the roster as we get closer to opening night. I'm not a, a massive fan of, of that. I think the guy serves no role. You know, but, you know, Victor Wenbanyama, you know, 7-3. If the Rockets ended up with Wenbanyama, it's all worth it. Like, that's how crazy it can turn. Okay, so if not Boban, then would you rather have Willie Call you Stein taking Boban's minutes? Oh, God, between the two of them, I take Willie Call Stein. I think Willie Call Stein has the much better effect on this roster versus the two you know i do want to give a you know a quick you know a quick bit of love to my guy bruno fernando i think bruno fernando is going to have a role on this team next year i think garuba you can't trust him to stay healthy you know but the i think willie collie stein ends up being the backup five to this team uh because i still don't think that shangun is a starting level five uh but just getting back real quick to you know the number one prize next year in the draft is Victor Wenbanyama. Mm-hmm. Number two, you look at Scoot Henderson, uh, who's going to end up playing for the, the G League Ignite. You know, that's a, a guard 
you know, he's a Russell Westbrook-esque type of guy. Uh, you look at another guy in Nick Smith who's going to go to Arkansas. He's going to be a freshman. A Sore Thompson who's another shooting guard. You know, you know, Amen Thompson who plays for Overtime Elite. All of these guards, man. The Rockets are pretty well set at the guard position is what the team would make you think, right? You know, you have a guy like, a, you know, Jalen Green. Jalen Green, in my opinion, all-star written all over him. Yeah. The front side of this draft next year, outside of when Bonima, if you're the Rockets, you got to start looking at it and saying, so if we re-sign Kevin Porter Jr., if we don't get Victor Wenbanyama in next year's draft, they're going to look to trade down because they don't have a significant need at the guard position. Unless you anticipate on moving, uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, Jalen Green more to the small forward position, which I don't envision them doing. I would honestly see, sorry to cut you off. I would honestly see no, 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 you're coming, coming trade deadline day. If this team is not, you know, up to where we, where the coaches want them to be, I could see KPJ heading out for a trade with Eric Gordon involved in the package with KJ Martin Jr. potentially. So that could be the big three going out coming trade deadline day. I don't hate that. I, I think a dark horse to watch, and you can call me crazy, which many people have, they continue to do. If I'm the Rockets, I would go all in on Donovan Mitchell. Yep. I think right now would be the perfect Absolutely. time to go in on a Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan, I think Jalen Green has enough size that you could potentially move him. You know, if you had to, you know, you either put Mitchell at the small forward position. He's, you know, I think he's built enough. I think that could be this version of acquiring a James Harden. You know, I, a, a guy right. that, you know, Mitchell's more established. I think it's going to take some of that draft equity that you acquired from the Nets in order to go out and get him. But if I'm the Rockets and Ryan Davis says, nope, doesn't fit our plan. Well, let me ask you a question. And I, I welcome Ryan Davis and anybody else in this room up on stage. What is the plan? Interesting. That's the question. No one has been able. And we've had, you know, Sean, Adam, Ryan, you know, all these guys. No one has been able to clearly articulate what is the plan for the Houston Rockets? What is the playbook for the Houston Rockets? To win more games than you did last year. That's it? That's your plan? Well, that's part of it. I mean, that can't be all of it. Okay, so, well, what else? That's the thing, is that so many people have said, that's not in the plan. You know, the Rockets' plan should be this or that. But what is it? Would this be would this be considered a successful year if they make the play-in and lose play-in or no? Oh, hell yeah. Are you kidding okay. me? I mean, if they, right. if they, if they make the play-in, I mean, you're going to have to win 35, 40 games at bare, bare minimum. And if they do that, then, yeah, they're winning a heck of a lot more games. They're staying in contention longer by doing that. So – this is this ties into you know what we what we publicized and what we pushed earlier today was talking about the draft. Literally, go look at the draft, the big draft board for next year. There's no size for the you know outside of of Wenbanyma, right? And and the very early look, according to the Rookwire uh, is. You've got Wenbanyama at 7'3". You've got Scoot Henderson at 6'2", guard. Nick Smith, Jr., 6'5", listed as a guard. He's one of those, 
you know, fringe combo guard type guys. You have that. You have Jalen Green. I like what Sean says, though, uh, to see if uh, Green and P. J. can work together on the court together. That's fair. It's 100% fair. And look, the Rockets very well may be in a position to draft a Scoot Henderson in next year's draft, okay? Now, the risk that you run is the Rockets are sort of in no man's land because without Shad Holmgren, the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be bad. I mean, they're going to be very, very bad next year, right? Now, you look at a guy like Asura Thompson, you know, out of the overtime elite, he's 6'7". That's the type of guy that the Rockets could very well end up with in next year's draft. Now, to me, that would fit in the role that the Rockets need. They need wing. They need to upgrade the wings. But you've, you've done that, you would think, right, by drafting Tari Eason, by drafting Jabari Smith. Those are two guys that you could upgrade the wing. Correct? Do you think all the guys that we drafted will be on the current on the, will be in this roster coming opening uh, night, or do you think we'll have some of them in the G League? Oh, hell no. I mean, I hope not. You know, the way I see it, I think Ty Ty Washington is going to earn that backup point guard position. Uh, I fully anticipate him doing so. You know, I, lo- I love what I saw from him out of the G League because at that backup point guard position, you look at a guy like, you know, the, the Husky, I would call Deshaun Nix. haven't seen lick out of him. So I don't intend- I think he's going to get beat. I think Josh Christopher is not a point guard. He's more of your backup too. So I think uh, Deshaun Nix is going to make this, or excuse me, Ty Ty Washington is that backup point guard uh, come opening night. I think Tari Eason, maybe not from day one, I'm quoted as saying, I think Tari Eason is the starting small forward by the all-star break. So I think he's absolutely on this roster. He damn well better be. Jabari Smith is your starting, yeah. one of your starting forwards, you know, night one. They're, those three guys are making this roster. I actually applauded the Rockets, uh, you know, night of the draft for doing a spectacular job drafting. Now, you combine those three with what they did last year, Jalen Green, Usman Garuba, Alperen Shangun, and Josh Christopher. That's seven of the 12 spots already taken, and we're not, we haven't even talked about Eric Gordon. He's here for some unknown reason. You look at a guy like, uh, I think Garrison Matthews still makes the roster. Uh, Usman Garuba, those are – or sorry, we already named Garuba. Eric Gordon mm-hmm. – uh, Bruno Fernando, uh, I think Willie Cauley-Stein makes this roster. I mean, that's 10 guys. Let me put KJ. KJ. KJ Martin. I mean, we totally forgot it. KJ's probably year 12 unless you trade him. Ryan asks, is this Silas's last year if he doesn't win 30 to 40 games? I think it depends on how they, how they look um, coming up to uh, all-star break. Ryan, tell me if you disagree with this. I think if they don't come out of the gates looking strong, I think they get rid of them. And I think Lionel Hollins is the, is the interim coach. So if we go three and ten, like we're probably going to end up doing, because that's a, our first ten games are very tough games. You think he'd be off the hot, off the uh, he'd be off the team, off the court, or off the Rockets? I don't know. Uh, I think it'd probably take more than thirteen games. I think more than thirteen games. I don't think that's enough for a guy who has got three rookies that he's going to try and integrate onto this team. Right. It's just, it's a really tough spot because the basketball, you know, the fan side of me is Jeremy points to, you know, multiple times, which he's right. 
the fan side of me wants them to go get a guy like a Donovan Mitchell because I feel like Donovan Mitchell, I mean, throw the plan out the window because anybody who looks at this roster says they don't have a plan. Their plan right now is to accumulate as much talent as possible. And that talent acquisition reflects what they're doing. And that's going to get as many guys in the draft to try and throw as many darts at the dartboards as possible. If, if you were to try to get Donovan, would you want anybody else from the Jazz or just, or just Donovan? I mean, I don't need anybody else. You know, it depends on what they would give uh, the Jazz. You know, the Jazz, you know, that type of deal would look like Eric Gordon so they can, you know, basically send out salary because Eric Gordon would come off of the uh, come off of the books next year. If they, I would take Royce, o- Royce O'Neal in that trade. I don't hate Royce O'Neal, but Royce O'Neal, you already have Royce O'Neal. You've got Tari Eason. Tari Eason is your Royce O'Neal. I don't hate. I don't hate the thought, Ryan. I really don't. But if you're the Jazz, you know, you you send out, you know, Donovan Mitchell. You know, you get. I would say it's probably going to cost you Eric Gordon, KJ Martin. KPJ. No, I don't think it's going to cost you KPJ. I think it's probably going to cost you three number ones. Uh, and, and Ryan Davis, you know, points out that he's not a game changer. You know, is he even a top 12 player in the league? Why gut your team for that? Because you already have a gutted team. Like this team is already gutted. You've got some guys who have some nice upside. But in all in all, you're not giving up. The, the only time that you're gutting your team, Ryan S., and correct me if I'm wrong, Gutting any part of this team would mean getting rid of Tari Eason, Jabari Smith, or KP or uh, of Jalen Green. As long as you're not giving up any one of those three guys, I'm fine. I don't care what else they give up. Yeah, that's just going back to back to square one again. <clears throat> yeah, that's square one. As long as you're not giving that up, I like that foursome that that I just outlined. You're not going to give up Shangoon either. That's a nice little team right there. You know, no, I think I think that Christian Wood is gone. Shingun's going to have a lot more time to give us, you know, what we were wanting, to, what we, what we want to see. Sure, sure. No, that's a, that's a great point by you, uh, Ryan. Any other anything else you want to add before we wrap the show, up, brother? One last question. So, if oh, absolutely. if Harden was on this current roster right now, could he get this team to the playoffs? Uh well, I. I like the question. I don't love it because without if you had a Harden, you wouldn't have Jalen Green. You wouldn't have some of these other guys that you have on the roster currently. Would I like to see a James Harden on this team with I mean, if you just drop in James Harden on this team, he probably drags them, not drags. He gets this team to the playoffs, yeah. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair, right. that's a fair statement. Uh, but Ryan, thank you for joining the show, man. This was fun. Always, man. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Um, this has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. I do apologize for my raspy throat tonight. Uh, it's been quite a long week, but it has been an absolute pleasure being on with you guys twice this week. We are The Dream Take, the official number one podcast for SB Nation's The Dream Shake. You can follow us on Twitter at The Dream Take. You can follow the mothership of the Dream Take, the Dream Shake at uh, Dream Shake SBN. You can follow me on Twitter uh, for now at BSW Podcast underscore NB. That will be changing in the next couple of days, so be on the lookout for that. Head on over to thedreamshake.com any day that ends in Y for all things Houston Rockets. You can follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, at 
J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. If you are on Facebook, search The Dream Shake and give us a like there. We'll be back live with you on Monday night here on Spotify Live. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets.